Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ben Hodges from BH Drum Academy here. Welcome back to the BH Drum Pod. Um, this is episode number eight. And today we're talking about how to get faster playing the drums. And this is like every drummer's big dream. Even me, I've had this big dream for the longest time to be like the best drummer in the world and and being the fastest drummer in the world and being the guy that everyone go ooh and ah at every time I play the drums. Or I would imagine myself being in this big stadium and having this epic long solo where I would be the fastest drummer and have the coolest chops and it would be amazing and I would be considered a god among all drummers. <laughs> uh, now, this is to me a big fantasy. It's not anything more than that. Uh, and I've had to change my way of thinking because in the world that we live in now, um, with all social media and YouTube and concerts and everything like that, people are now starting to associate drumming as a sport. It's um, very impressive, all the stuff you see out there whether again on the social media platforms or YouTube, because people are showing off their impressive skills of being very, very fast on the drums. And somehow we now associate being fast as being a good drummer. Now in BH Drum Academy, I don't pride myself on being the fastest drummer in the world. And I don't in fact, care about being the fastest drum of the world. And what, what's more important to, to me, in my opinion, is being a good drummer, a solid drummer, a drummer that is a part of a band. It is not a one-person show where this is me and I'm the highlight of the entire spectacle or the performance. Um, I know there are some artists out there who are that. For example, Neil Peart who often, if you've ever been to a Rush concert or have been lucky to, um, he is well known for putting on a huge spectacle of performances. Um, I know he's passed now. He, uh, this is what he was well known for, was having a massive drum kit with a big orchestration of all of these cool drum solos you could do. And he was very fast and good at it. And it was, as a young drummer, this was intimidating because I saw that as the best. Now with the world of social media and Instagram drummers, you see all of these fantastic drummers showing off their skills, which is very, very impressive, but also for beginners and new drummers, also very intimidating. And I try to steer the conversation away from focusing on being fast with drums, but instead being solid or being a good technique drummer, or being a good foundational drummer as part of a whole. Because in a band with all songs, uh, especially rock or pop songs that involve playing the drums, you are a part, right? You are not necessarily the show. You uh, Drums are a rhythm instrument. We are in charge of being on time and setting the beat that people dance to. Now, it's as impressive as being fast is, um, it's used as a way to add a little flair and pizzazz, and especially with drum vills and things like that. So if speed is important to your playing, um, then there are some things that people can do in order to get faster. Um, now, a reason why I just bring all of that little preamble up there, it sounds like I'm not a big fan of of 
worrying about getting faster. And truth be told, I'm not. I'm more worried about being a good foundational drummer. Um, but in order to get faster, if that was something that some was a big goal for someone and we wanted to be faster, um, it starts with some good foundations of technique. Technique is the first priority that has to happen before speed happens. Speed is something that you can practice, but it happens after good technique. Speed is like smoke to a fire. It happens after the fire is made. So speed is like a byproduct of learning good technique. You cannot run before you learn to walk. You have to be able to learn good technique first before you can get to speed. Speed will happen naturally. It will happen naturally after good technique is emphasized. Now, the things I'm going to talk about today is how we can get a little bit faster playing the drums or what are some certain things that we can emphasize so that the speed thing happens quicker. Because I know some people still want to get faster and that's totally fine. You can totally, we, we, I love working with people that want to do this as well. And there's some great exercises that are out there and great things you can do. Um, and most of these, these tips that I'm going to be giving you today is, is like how we do things, not necessarily what we do, but how we do things. So I've come up with five things that you can do to get a little bit faster at playing the drums. Okay, and get faster at playing the drums. Whatever your mindset is, uh, this is going to help you um, with your confidence and your technique. And these are all technique based things because, again, speed is just an afterthought, it's a byproduct of learning good technique. Okay, Um, it is very unreasonable to go fast right off the bat and where we learn sloppy technique. What a big mistake that lots of drummers do is they go way too fast first. They go way too fast and they're learning bad techniques because their muscles are all tensed up and they're trying so hard. They're gripping the sticks too much. They're flexing their arms too much in their shoulders and it's all tight, restrictive movements. They're not utilizing the bounce of the drumstick and it's it, it reinforces really sloppy technique. So this is why I created these five things to reinforce this. So let's start. Uh, some five things how we can get a little bit faster at playing the drums. Number one is practicing on soft surfaces. Um, very often you can, um, instead of using a, a, a practice pad um, in, to practice your rudiments and some of the, like, the drum fills that you do, um, you can actually use a soft surface like you could ball up a towel or use a pillow or ro- fold over a blanket and do your rudiments on a pillow or a soft surface. The rebound that a drumstick will have on a pillow or soft surface will be pretty much zero. The drumstick will not bounce very well versus like a drum or a practice pad. Um, Lower tuned drums often don't bounce back very easily as well. Lots of people struggle to go faster on lower tuned drums like a floor tom, for example, versus a rack tom. Uh, It's harder to go faster on a floor tom because it's lower tuned. It's it's not tightened very very much. So when you hit it, the rebound of the stick is not going to be very much. So by practicing on softer surfaces, like like a pillow or a blanket or a towel, and you can even do this on a 
on a floor tom if you want to a low low bounce or softer surface um your muscles are going to be working a little bit harder to get um to get the work done so this is going to be a strengthening exercise and you're actually going to be using the muscles in your wrists in your hand and your fingers to try and get that stick to rebound on purpose even though it won't bounce very much so that's something that lots of people will do and practice with is on soft surfaces. There's even some types of drum pads and practice pads that are out there or drum mutes where you can put them on the drums you have and it deadens the sound or it deadens the amount of, uh, deadens the amount of, I guess, rebound that there is. I couldn't think of that word for a second there. Number two, slow down first and then speed up. This is kind of like working with the mentality of we have to learn to walk before we run. So lot, as I mentioned before, lots of people make the mistake of going way too fast too quickly. And they end up tensing their muscles a lot and flexing too much, squeezing their drumsticks too, too tight. And they often will tense up and reinforce bad techniques. Okay, so for example, if you're going a single stroke roll and single stroke uh, quick drum fill, like four on the snare, four on the rack tom, four on the floor, um, and and like your that's your drum fill, that is a pretty quick fill to do within you know one or you know one or two bars or three beats of the bar. So you have to be able to slow it down first and then speed up. We always want to play with the good technique first. That's our priority. So though what does that good technique look like or feel like? It feels like relaxed fingers. It feels like good bouncing of the drumstick. It feels like not so much tense shoulders and arms. Okay. Now, the sooner we can get with good technique, speed will naturally happen. And the easier and easier that we can do things at a slower speed, we can start to eventually increase our speed. Now, when we're ready to increase our speed, if you're playing at a slower speed and like, I can do this, no problem. We don't necessarily just jump up 40 beats per minute and crank it all the way up to the top again. We want to increase slowly and slowly. So we would maybe start at, let's say, for example, you're doing a drum fill at 60 beats per minute, pretty slow beats per minute. And instead of going from 60 beats per minute to 100 beats per minute, we may go from 60 beats per minute to maybe 70 beats per minute or 65, or even 61. That is totally okay. You're going to be keep increasing until you still feel relaxed. You don't want to go too high and start to feel really, really tense about it. Mastering something, truly mastering something is doing it at slow speeds, not necessarily fast speeds, but doing it at slow speeds where it's almost effortless and thoughtless. So number three tip on how to get a little faster in the drums is an exercise that I like to do. It's called going halftime to double time. And so I would practice this with rudiments, for example, like on a practice pad or something. So for example, I maybe do like a, a single stroke roll or a paradiddle or a double stroke roll on, a, on, a, on one drum, like snare drum or a practice pad. And I would go um, at a, I would pick my beats per minute and I would be playing it at eighth, at eighth notes. So eighth notes are, for example, one and two and three and four. And so, for example, if I would be counting it and clapping along, so one, two, three, four, one, two, three, 
four, and so on. So I'm counting it in my head as one and two and. And then I would add, I would go do a small section of my rudiment in these eighth notes, but then I would double the speed and switch it to 16th notes. And 16th notes are counted one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. So for example, if I'm clapping along with one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and so on. So you can see how much faster it is. So when I put them all together, it's going to sound like this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And I would repeat that process over and over again. And I could do that with doubles. I can do that with singles. I can do that with paradiddles. I can do it around the kit. I can do it on one drum. I can, I can do a variety of different things. So these are some things that would work well for uh, doing something called halftime to double time exercises. Now, the number four thing is learning to control the rebound. Um, as the tighter the drum is, when you hit it with the drumstick, the drumstick's going to bounce back um, right back at you. And being able to control that rebound is going to be something that's really going to help you get a little bit faster at the drums. Um, if we are too loose with our grip, um, we can often let that drumstick bounce way too far back. And trying to use your muscles of your hand to try and bring that drumstick back to the drum can be a bit costly. So, for example, doing a double stroke roll, meaning two hits on the same hand in the row, um, doesn't really have a huge bunch of rebound um, with the drumstick. For example, the, the tip of the drumstick is not going to go all the way back up in the air and all the way back down. Um, the drumstick tip will actually stay pretty low to the drum versus a single stroke where that drumstick tip can go all the way back. So using the rebound can actually be very, very helpful. If we can control that rebound to keep the drumstick tip low to the, the drum skin so that it can be ready for the next hit, um, that is something that is going to be really good. Now you can do this by doing lots of one-handed exercises, trying to do um, one-handed exercises using a French grip, using nothing but your fingers, trying to get the drumstick to bounce up and down in a row, trying to control that rebound. Or So for example, you could just do uh, single hits in a row using your right hand only. So right? Just using one hand, trying to use your fingers to that rebound. And then perhaps you could do something different. You could do something like this, right? Where you're actually trying to get two quick hits in a row. Then you can switch to three, right? And then you could go to four. So you're trying to get to control that rebound using your fingers and using your wrists at the same time, trying to keep a nice loose grip, right? So learning to control the rebound is really important at trying to get a little bit faster. And the last thing, uh, last tip number five is getting comfortable at your beats per minute threshold. What is a beats per minute threshold? Well, it's the threshold or it's like the barrier or like the line where you can work your way up to with speed but as soon as you go a little faster than it you start to tense up a little bit so let's say for example you are able to play a single stroke roll really well at 140 beats per minute 
But when you get to 145 beats per minute, you notice that your hand starts to tense up a little bit. Your muscles start to tense up a bit. You feel a bit tighter. And um, the sound that your drumsticks make is a little uneven. You're not able to perform pretty much as well as you would like to be. You know that you are at a comfortable beats per minute and you're successful at it if you can do it with good technique and your body is relaxed. Your hands must be relaxed. Your fingers must be relaxed. Your shoulders and your posture is not too tense. You're not tensing up as you play. So it is perfectly okay. And if anything, it's good for your body to always practice below that threshold. So when you're practicing your your exercises, uh, whether it's on a practice pad or on the drums itself, practice at a beats per minute that is comfortable and close to that threshold. How are you going to know what your threshold is? It may involve a little bit of experimenting. You may need to to play a little bit and see how you feel. So play at a speed. And if you are successful, sit there and critically think if you are feeling relaxed, if you're feeling uh, tense, if you're feeling like you're getting a bit lost, if you're feeling successful. If you answer yes to all of those things, then you know you're ready to go for a little bit faster. Okay. Um, If the answer is no to any of those things, you can peel back a little bit of the beats per minute. You don't want to be playing at when you are tense. You don't want to be playing when you are tense. That is going to reinforce some bad technique. So remember, um, you're trying to play when you are comfortable. So you're close to that threshold or that line, but not over it. Okay. Close to that line, but not over it. That's what we call the beats per minute threshold. Okay, so I've given you five things that you can think about um, if you want someone wants to get faster at playing the drums. Number one was practicing on soft surfaces like a pillow or a towel in order to work up your your wrist strength. Um, Number two was slowing down first and working your way up slowly, adding a little bit of beats per minute every single time. That's learning to walk before you run. Number three was a type of exercise where you start half time and then double and go double time and go back and forth between the two. So for example, eighth notes and 16th notes. Uh, You can even go quarter notes and eighth notes. Okay. Quarter notes, eighth notes, and 16th notes. If you want to do three, that would be fine too. Number four is controlling the rebound, learning how to control the rebound and making it um, making it a tool you can use, not something that is never practiced. Controlling that rebound and trying to use it to your advantage. And number five is getting comfortable at your beats per minute threshold, okay, or that line where you're close to but not over. If you go over that Past, faster than that beats per minute threshold, you're going to start to feel tense and tight. And we don't want that. We want to be nice and relaxed. I hope this has been helpful. And it's a, it's a really great conversation to have and think critically about. Um, but remember, this is about what your perspective is of success is or what is what do you consider to be a good drummer? We've been often brainwashed a little bit with social media and um, watching and comparing others to uh, seeing great drummers out there. And as impressive as all this, don't let that intimidate you and learning the drums. Um, Work on being a good drummer first good drummer first, technique first. And if speed is important to you, you want speed, just remember 
that working on your technique first speed is that byproduct of learning good technique. If you want to discuss it any farther or want some questions or exercises, anything about it, feel free to reach out to me on BH Drum BHDrumAcademy.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, BH Drum Academy uh, on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, BH Drum Academy Canada, or you can email me at BHDrumAcademy at Outlook.com. That's BHDrumAcademy at Outlook.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Oh,